Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of October 30, 2022. This is a reminder that pre-registration is now open for the KCB 2022 Conference and Convention, coming up on November 18 and 19. Come sail away with KCB on the KCB Majestic Cruise Ship. The convention is happening in person at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville and virtually on Zoom. Portions of the convention will also be streamed on ACB Media and on the RadioStorm.com. Virtual pre-registration is $20 and $25 after November 10. In-person pre-registration is $50 for the best value two-day package, which includes all convention activities and four meals. A one-day package, including two meals and all programs for that day, is $30 pre-registration. The registration prices for the best value package is $60 and for the one-day packages is $35 per day. And those prices are good after November 10. Or you can register to attend the meetings, but skip the meals for just $10. Out-of-town attendees and those who just don't want to hassle with TARC 3 can Stay at the Candlewood Suites Hotel at 1039 Zorn Avenue in Louisville, and KCB will provide Uber and Lyft transportation between the hotel and UCHM upon request. Stipends are also available for KCB members who attend the convention both days. For more information on the stipends and how you can get in on all the fun, Call KCB at 502-895-4598. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind in Bowling Green holds its weekly meeting on Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on its Zoom line. Dial 669-900-6833 and use the Zoom code 763-689-4411 to join the call from your computer, cell phone, or landline phone. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its annual membership meeting on the Zoom line on Wednesday, November 2. The meeting will include the election of two directors to the KCCLV board. Join the meeting from any computer, landline, or cell phone by dialing 669 900-6833 and entering 862-9889-6972. The next GLCB roundabout is coming up on Friday, November 4. The in-person event is at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Individual activities such as help with iPhone apps and Braille will begin around 4 o'clock. Dinners at 5 and discussion time is from 6 to 7 or as time permits. We'll open the Zoom line at 7 and share recipes, meal ideas, and shopping, kitchen, diet, and other tips until 9 p.m. 
In-person attendees should make return rides between 9 and 9.15. Be sure to sign up for Roundabout if you are coming in person so we know how many people we'll be having for dinner. Call us at 502-895-4598. Roundabout on Friday, November 11, will be virtual from 7 to 9 p.m. We'll be playing bingo with the group from the Perkins Library in Massachusetts. This is always a fun evening, and we hope you'll plan to be with us no matter where you live. Watch the KCB email list or listen to Soundprints next week to be sure that you know the correct Zoom number for this call. The Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation will hold its annual membership meeting on Thursday, November 10 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. NextGen will be considering a bylaw amendment and electing officers. The meeting is open to all and everyone is welcome to attend. ACB families invite you to come to our call on Sunday, November 6 at 9 p.m. Eastern. Denise Russell from Speak to Me Catalog will share a wide variety of gift ideas for the upcoming holiday season. Find something serious or find something fun. There's always lots to hear about from Speak to Me Catalog. The call is on the KCB Zoom line. The code is 862-9889-6972. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will hold its November meeting on November 8 from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time, that's 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, at the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. The program will be on exercise and balance. The guest will be Teresa Brown, physical therapist from Owensboro Health. A brief business meeting will be held, followed by instructions about how to vote in the savvy election. They will cast their votes to elect a president, vice president, and two directors. New officers will begin their offices after January 1, 2023. Please plan to attend. Michael and Angie McCarty just returned from a 10-day cruise and vacation to Hawaii. We asked them to share their experiences with us on Soundprints. And their descriptions are filled with so much detail that you almost feel as if you are right there with them. On page two this week, you'll hear part one of their vacation, including their trip to Canada, the boarding process as they embark on their cruise, the ship and its amenities, and of course, accessibility. Be sure to listen next week as they get to Hawaii and spend several days there and then return to the mainland. For more information about Soundprints and to request a free subscription on CD, playable on any standard CD player, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page 2. With me today are Michael and Angie McCarty, and they have just recently returned from a cruise and trip to Hawaii. And I've invited them to come to Sound Prince today to tell us about it. When they got home last week, they uh, did their 
usual Friday night show on the Radio Storm. And if you happen to hear it, it was really a good show. But if you didn't hear it, you missed some really good stuff. And if you did, I'm sure that uh, they'll tell us some more good things about the trip today. So, Michael and Angie, welcome to Sound Friends. And, and uh, we're real glad that you're willing to share your, your trip with us. Well, it's good to be here. It was a fun trip. Yes, and it was two and a half weeks long, so we'll try to remember all the all the details. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was the, the trip of a lifetime, that's for sure. Sure. And with you, uh, Michael, your mother went with you on the trip. And, yes, she uh, did. That must have been interesting because you said that she, <laughs> before the trip, you said she was conquering all of her fears at one time, like a fear yes. of water and a fear of flying and <laughs> all these different fears, and they were all covered in this trip. So tell us all about it. Well, this was kind of a unique cruise because, first of all, this cruise ship was being relocated um, from where it was normally um, docked and stuff, and they're going to move it down to a different port eventually. So the cruise itself was kind of unique um, because they, the way that they had done it in order to redo the ship, um, it kind of ran in reverse of the way most Royal Caribbean cruises would go. So that was kind of unique. And um, we had a bunch of credit yeah. built up is why we ended up on this particular cruise ship. Well, they don't have very many cruises on this particular cruise line to and from Hawaii. But whenever they do, they usually start out, the ones we've seen in the past anyway, start out in Hawaii and end up in Canada. But this one was backwards. It started out in Vancouver and wound up in uh, Honolulu. And, um, and then after our cruise ended, there were a lot of people who were going to stay on the ship and it was eventually going to wind up in Australia. Yeah, they had a 30-day so cruise to yeah. Australia. We met a really nice lady in the elevator one day, and she was retired from Disney. I'm not sure what she did, but she was retired from Disney, and she said she was going to stay on through to Australia. And uh, she told us it was a 30-night cruise. I thought, wow, <laughs> that would be amazing. But we were yeah. on the ship for 10 nights, and we started out in Vancouver, Canada, we spent the night, we, we flew out on the 2nd, very early that morning. And, of course, going through airports is always an experience, you know, getting through the TSA and all that mess. And um, so we had a about an hour and a half flight from here to Chicago. We had a, a layover in Chicago, and then we flew, I think our flight from Chicago to Vancouver was about four hours, roughly. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and so we wound up in Vancouver, but the neat thing going was we were going backwards in time, and so we gained back, I think it was like three hours. So when we got off the plane, it was as if we were only in the air for an hour instead of four hours, So kind of like it was when we flew to Vegas years ago, you know. And so we get off the plane, get to the hotel, and all of that. I don't remember having any issues with that leg of the trip, did we? No, everything no. went good. We, we decided to do Lyft and Ubers. Um, instead of taking cabs or I didn't even look into the facts. Well, I don't think they had one anyway for like shuttles to the hotel or anything like that. We just went on and did Lyft and Ubers thinking that would probably be the cheapest and most efficient way. And well, throughout the entire trip, it pretty much was. Before so. Hubby and I go on any vacation or, or any type of travel, we always do a lot of research before we go. And I'll tell you, one of the best places to find information about where you're going is YouTube. We get on YouTube and watch videos. Of course, 
some of them are totally useless to us because they're just music and people doing stuff. But some of them are actually people explaining things. And you know what? That makes a difference when, watch, when you kind of know ahead of time. Watch tons of YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. And that's how we found out about this hotel. And uh, so we, we spend the night in this hotel. It's a really super nice hotel. And um, it has a convention center and a food court, really big place. But it's located right beside the cruise terminal. Actually, their convention center also serves as their cruise terminal. And they're right by the water. So the views were beautiful. You could see the mountains and just so many pretty things, if you could see them. And um, I think there were like three ships that came in that, that first day, the first day of the cruise. And so they had a service there at the hotel where, you know, you pay them a nice tip. And of course, and they'll, um, you give them a call and you, and they'll send someone up and they tag your suitcases for you with the ship information and your cabin number on the ship and everything. And then they take your suitcases through the process and over to the ship and you don't see them or have to carry them or deal with them again until you get to your room on the ship. So that's a really nice service that they had at that hotel. Yeah. It's called the Pan Pacific Hotel. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the tag stuff you get when you book a Royal Caribbean cruise, which we always go with Royal Caribbean. It's the company that we do all of our cruises and stuff with. And uh, when you book a cruise, they'll eventually send you an email. And in that email, they'll have this packet of information, and that will include your luggage tags and uh, a bunch of other stuff about your cruise. Um, you, you know, tell you what you paid off on the amount of the cruise and all that sort of stuff. And so you just print those out. And uh, they're designed that when you get them printed out, you can cut them and fit them right around your um, suitcase, suitcase handle, mm -hmm. and then you're good to go. So all we had to do was just hand the guy the paper, and uh, he did all the cutting and wrapping and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, that was a neat service. It was. So we, we go through the process and get on the ship. And um, I'll tell you what, our um, experience going through the Canada airport, that was interesting <laughs> when we – I forgot yeah. about that part. That yeah, was a that, little interesting. This is where we had probably the most trouble on this particular cruise. With now, accessibility. I do have to say, though, before we get that far, we had our first fat burger at that hotel. Oh, no. See what I mean? A two-and-a-half-week trip, it's hard to remember everything. Have you yeah. ever had a fat burger? If you have no. not, you need to. <laughs> you have no, to try a fat it? burger. It was really good. <laughs> Tell us, you know, what, what is it? What we love to go places, and we love to travel, and when we go places, we like to try things that we don't have at home. And mm -hmm. we've always heard about Fat Burger. And so they in the food court there at the hotel, they had a Fat Burger place. And so we we went and had a Fat Burger. <laughs> it's like a really good... It's a really good hamburger. Yeah, big. <laughs> you know, if, if you think about like maybe a Burger King Whopper or something, this is like much, much bigger and better. <laughs> and it a little bit more expensive, well. too, I'd say. But, it was uh, good. It was good. So, yeah, so we got to try. Because we couldn't find, like, you know, everything we were, we were finding to eat. But there wasn't a whole lot of options in the um, hotel. In the hotel, other than their really expensive restaurant, which we weren't going to do. And so eventually we were just asking people, you know, like, where do you guys, like, you know, what do you eat around here? They're like, and, oh, there's a food court. Like, we're like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, a food court. That's more our speed. Perfect. So we went there. It was really good. Yeah, it was. And so, so we had our fat burgers, and uh, then we went through the process. And, and I have to say, going through the process of from the hotel, you know, through the 
terminal worked out pretty good. We always um, try to do all of our online check-in on Royal Caribbean. They give you this option if you can do it, which Royal Caribbean, there are some accessibility issues with their app, which I have sent them many requests to fix. Uh, so I wouldn't say that a blind person could do it totally independently. Luckily, Angie's got enough vision that she could help us get through it. But uh, if you can do all your pre-boarding, pre-load, all that stuff where you send in like your passport and uh, you answer a bunch of questions about COVID, of course, and uh, if you can get through that, it really speeds up the process when you get to the terminal because you're not having to wait in line and do all this hoopla that you have to go through to get on the boat. And so you get to bypass all those lines, and that's really nice. And you and know what? We did ours, thank goodness. Never be afraid to ask for assistance, ever, if you're traveling, and you're, especially if you're visually impaired. Man, that makes such a difference. <laughs> and it we, really does. And we told my mother, we said, now on this trip, Mom. Mom, you're visually impaired, too. Yeah, you are visually <laughs> impaired. So anything that happens, you just be quiet and roll with the flow. <laughs> because we traveled our way <laughs> because... Mama's never flown. She's never been through airports. She's never been on a cruise. She's never traveled like this before. So she she didn't know what to do or where to go anyway. And she quickly learned that the TSA is not a pleasant experience. Yeah, that was an experience for her. Going from the hotel to the cruise ship, we had this really nice lady that helped us through. And um, going through the airports, we had really nice folks that helped us through the airports and helped us through those processes. and. And um, we ran into the whole touch screen. Um, when you go through Canada, you have to make your declaration. It's like a cust- part of their customs process, and it's all touch screen. So we, we needed assistance with that. And, you know, it just, oh, it takes away so much stress of trying to figure out where to go and what to do when you have assistance. So we always ask for assistance. And a lot of situations we get into, we, we'll call ahead of time. And let them know, hey, we're going to be there on this date. We're visually impaired. You know, is is there is some type of accessibility or assistance that you guys can offer us? And a lot of times, that makes all the difference in the world. Just call ahead and talk to somebody. And a lot of times, things work out even better than you expected. And I'd have to say at this point, if there are any Canadians who are listening to this program, if you are working with a Canadian Blindness Organization or whatever, <laughs> you really probably need to take a look at those machines that people have to go through um, because they're at their touchscreen, totally not accessible. And they weren't, I won't say they were terrific as far as like, you know, wanting to help us get through that process. Luckily, the lady that was helping us did, and mom could see some of the screens, so she was able to get us through some of it. But they didn't offer us a lot of assistance yeah, it was through all, that process. Yeah, it was all a touchscreen um, process. It was a mess. Yeah. But we did get through it. Yeah, it was all right. We, we made it. We, we usually find a way somehow. I bet that was really an experience for your mother because yeah. <laughs> it excited people and, and even people that have really good vision who are visually impaired. They are so busy trying to show that they can see and they don't need help, that they'll, <laughs> yes. they'll wind up standing in line a long time. And, you know, me, I don't, uh, you know, sure, I want the oh. assistance. And I'm already through and gone to the gate, and they're still back there in line. Right. You know? Because, you know, um, they, they, don't, they don't want to bother people, you know. 
like, oh, let's just figure out. Let's not bother anybody type of thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Fine. They don't want to admit that they've got a problem. <laughs> right. There's no shame in the cane. We, we take our canes <laughs> with us. Well, mostly because we need our canes. Um, yeah. But also, it does help identify us as being visually impaired, and people are more likely to walk up to us and ask if we need assistance if yes. they see our canes. So that's Patty Cox has a cane that she keeps for one purpose. And, right. Well, mostly one purpose, and that is going through airports. Exactly. You know, yep. you and get no out of the car at the cane. airport, and the cane comes out, and exactly. it stays out until you head for the hotel and, you, and you're not in that airport anymore and, but and a lot when of we, people think that's silly but it's not no it's not silly at all and it makes mm -hmm. such a difference because i'm telling you if, yeah. if you try to go through an airport process without assistance you're going to be so stressed out and so <laughs> and, and and you're very likely going to miss your flight you know <laughs> yep, <So>, yep. <laughs> yeah it's not worth it pull that cane out and and be the visually impaired person that you are and yeah. don't be afraid to ask for assistance. Right. And so you got you got the tag the process at the hotel. That was really we did. cool. And we got we got all that done and we were able to get through the terminal and finally get onto the ship. And that is like when you step onto the boat, I don't care if you do it for the first time or the one hundredth time. time. <laughs> it it is it's an amazing experience. It is a wonderful experience because the first thing you see, of course, well, it depends on the ship, I guess. They're a little, all a little bit different. All the ones we've been on, when you first step onto the ship, you're immediately standing in the, what they call the promenade on the ship. And the promenade, in most cases on a Royal Caribbean ship, and like I say, each ship is a little bit different. There's different classes of Royal Caribbean ships. And so it depends on which class of ship you're on. But the, Royal, the um, promenade area is... Um, it's a big open area. Yeah with restaurants and shopping and it's just oh my. so so big and so grand it's just beautiful i mean these ships are like the the, the big royal caribbean ships anyway they're like it's like a floating resort it's huge it's a i i just find it so amazing that they're able to keep something that huge afloat <laughs> like how does it float <laughs> it's amazing yeah and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about a little bit about the classes here because this particular ship that we were on this time for us is it was a different class of ship. So we were familiar with a lot of the amenities on the ship, but some of the amenities were in different places than we were used to them being on other ships. And so one of the things that we were <clears throat> a little disappointed about on this particular cruise that was different for us than our other cruises, we always go to Johnny Rockets which is a 50s-style restaurant um, around the country in different places. But on the Royal Caribbean class of ships that we are normally on that leave out of Florida, um, there is always a Johnny Rockets on ship. And uh, our dear friends passed away now, Eugene Willis, always used to love going to Johnny Rockets, and he got us hooked on Johnny Rockets. So one of the things that we do when Angie and I eat at Johnny Rockets is we always make sure that we leave an empty space on the bench for Eugene to sit there with us at Johnny Rockets. Mm -hmm. If he was with us, he'd be right there. I always there. say, scoot over, honey, and make, make space for Eugene. That's, That's right. <laughs> That's always our little thing we, we do. When we go. So this particular ship, we were telling you, it, it came from someplace else. Well, originally it did have a Johnny Rockets on the ship up on the pool decks. 
and uh, up on the pole deck where the swimming poles are on this particular one. And we're like, yay, Johnny Rockets. We're going to go to Johnny Rockets. We're so excited. We get to go because we don't have them here at home in Louisville. And so we we get on the ship and um, we watch a video. Come to find out, because this ship had been over in some of the Asian countries before it came over to start doing cruises this way. And um, at some point, (laughs) they took out the Johnny Rockets and they replaced it with a noodle place. And we were so disappointed. We took away our Johnny Rocket. We have watched two videos on the ship. Because <clears throat> we always, like I said, we watch the YouTube videos. And, and sometimes we watch about the ship because we've never been on this particular ship or this class of vessel. And so we watched the video. Of course, it, the first one we watched, you know, showed the Johnny Rocket. And so, like, I don't know, it was like two or three days before we did the cruise. And I was like, oh, they do have a Johnny Rocket. It's just in a different spot. So we were happy. Two or three days before the cruise, we were watching this other video this guy had just recently uploaded, and that's when he said they had taken it out and replaced it with some noodle place. And we were like, okay, you know, this is like totally bummed out at this point, you know. <laughs> so we're like, well, I guess we can survive the cruise without Johnny Rockets this time. We told mom all about Johnny Rockets and how good it was and all that, so now she didn't get to experience that. <laughs> so we're like, this is just really kind of a bummer. But, you know, what are you going to do? You can't cancel the whole cruise just because you don't have a Johnny Rocket. No, you just have to schedule another one on a different ship so you can go to Johnny Rocket. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> so so most of the classes of ships that we have that leave out of Florida are designed for outside, you know, warmer temperatures. They warmer all go climate, to the yeah. Caribbean and all that. So they have a lot more outdoor-type space. Um, they'll have – and, and mm-hmm. it's nice. They have places like the um, – Boardwalk, uh, which is an outdoor area, and then they also have um, Central Park, which is uh, for a cruise ship. They actually have areas where there are trees and plants and, and this, birds. This whole area of oh. outdoors is on the really? ship. Really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, those what's the class? What's the class on those? Oasis class. Oasis class. And they they have like five or seven neighborhoods. They call them neighborhoods. So you have the boardwalk, you have Central Park, you have these different neighborhoods on the Oasis class ship. So the quantum class ship that we were on, it was, it was a lot of the same things, but it was all laid out different. And there was a lot more indoor space because the quantum class ships were designed more for cruising in cooler climates is what they say. So they did, so they did not have a central park and they did not have the um, boardwalk area, but they had other, they had, they still had those, I mean, it was, this ship was every bit as big, maybe a little bigger than the other ships we've been on, but those areas were just different. They were just made differently, so they were all, like, indoor space, you know. So, for example, on the other cruises, they would have an area where you would have water shows in the back of the ship. There's an area where you can... They call it the aqua theater. Yeah, and they do water shows and diving shows and all that sort of stuff. Well, on the quantum class of ships, they've changed that into just an extra theater. Uh, where they do different types of shows. And uh, so you still get to do all the same types of things. You're just doing more stuff indoors instead of outdoors. And so because everything was a little bit different and in different places, we had to learn, you know, kind of where this, how this ship was laid out. And that's always a fun experience. Angie and I will usually take, usually our first day or so, we'll take time just to walk around the ship. Just go explore. You know, and and the neat thing about cruising that I think is unique to a lot of other ways of traveling is 
that those folks on those cruise ships, they they literally do treat you like royalty. You don't want for anything. And they're always so helpful and so friendly. Just yeah. Over accommodating. They so nice. bend over backwards to do whatever they can to make sure that you have a good cruise. It, it's it's great. I mean, we've we've never had a problem that we haven't been able to to get assistance with <laughs> on a cruise ship ever. Now, having said that, as we said, we got in, we got onto the boat, and usually the process when you get onto the boat is you you have to go through a mandatory safety training, um, a safety drill, and basically that that means that you have to learn where, and they call it your muster area. And your muster area is a place that they designate so many rooms, so many people to go to. In case there is an emergency, you have to go to this area uh, so they could load you on to, you know, lifeboats if they needed to or whatever the situation might be. So, and this, and this is mandatory. Yeah, this safety drill is maritime law. Everybody they, has to do it. They cannot leave until every person on the ship has been through their safety training. Oh, and so okay. while you're going through that process, which is not a big deal, basically <clears throat> they give you – everybody on the cruise ship gets a CPAS card. And a CPAS card is sort of like your – it's like your hotel room key. It's your credit card. It's your identification. Everything that you do on that ship, you do through your CPAS card. And so part of what they do in the muster area to make sure that you know you've, you showed up at your muster area is you have to get your CPAS card scanned. And so as you go through that process, then it gives them time to begin to load the suitcases onto the ship and get the suitcases into your, you know, near or into your suite uh, or into your room where you're going to be, into your cabin, I guess would be the correct way of saying. <laughs> and so <clears throat> we go through that process and normally suitcases show up you know, relatively quick, depending on how many people there are on the ship and stuff, you know. Well, we went early. Yeah. I mean, we went over to the ship around 1230, and it's like 7 o'clock in the evening. And, and we still haven't got our suitcases. We suitcase. still didn't have our suitcases, and we're thinking, hmm. Like, this is very unusual. We're thinking, you know, we're going to be shoving off here soon, and we still don't have our suitcases. So we start making phone calls, and we call down to guest services. Of course, the first day of the cruise, they're so swamped down there. And so eventually we went down to guest services and we're asking questions. We even spoke to our cabin steward. He was such a nice guy. There's always like a room attendant who takes care of your room and, and other rooms and, you know, in your hall or whatever. And we, we spoke to him about it and he actually went down and looked for our suitcases and he came back and said he couldn't find them. So we were getting really concerned. And so we made a couple of visits to guest services. We made a lot of phone calls. We called the hotel. The hotel said, they didn't have them. They, they don't have any more suitcases. They were all sent over. And we were kind of panicking because we had kept our carry-on with Hubby's CPAP machine attached to it. But my mother-in-law had sent all of her suitcases because she didn't want to carry them. And so she's like, I have nothing. She's like, I, I cannot go through a two-and-a-half-week trip with nothing. And uh, we were stressing out here, you know. And so we finally go down to guest services again. And there was a whole crowd of people down there, and they were looking for their suitcases, too. So somebody messed up somewhere, which is really super unusual. That's this is our sixth cruise, and that's never this has never happened to us before, ever. And so I don't know exactly what happened. I know they said this was this cruise ship's first time being at this particular place in Vancouver. 
Maybe something got mixed up. Maybe somebody didn't know they weren't supposed to tear the tags off. Because a bunch of people's suitcases came through, and they were bringing them out from this room behind guest services, and none of them had tags on them. So all all these people were having to sift through all these suitcases and figure out whose suitcases were whose. And and so we were like, we don't see our suitcases. We're going to be in trouble. You know, this is a, a big problem here. And so finally they brought out a, a rolly cart and there was our suitcases on it. And we were so relieved. <clears throat> Life but was good. All the tags were gone. And the, the nice people at guest services said, oh, the tags must have come off. And I said, on all three of our suitcases and all of these two? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I think somebody was making a mistake somewhere through the process and they were tearing the tags off of people's suitcases. And so no one knew whose suitcases were whose and where they were supposed to go. Right. <laughs> so that was that was an issue. Like I said, and that's <clears throat> very unique, and I think that was something to that that particular um, port and stuff that we had to go through because never happened to us before. Hopefully, it won't happen to us again. So we were so stressed <laughs> out, we had to go to dinner and eat chocolate cake, you know, to calm our nerves. I'm sure you did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a double helping at that. <laughs> exactly. So we start off in Vancouver on the cruise, and the first, the next port of call is going to be Victoria, Canada. And uh, so we go the, the next day. Uh, we're, we're in Victoria early, early in the morning. And um, Victoria, yeah, we were not impressed with it. Now, I'm going to say that, and others of you will enjoy Victoria quite a bit. It's very beautiful. It's very historical. It's, um, it's, it was really nice. But... I guess if you come from a city that has a historical type of downtown like we do, you know, we were kind of seeing a lot of the same thing that we see at home. But if you're not from a place like that, then it's it's a really neat and interesting place to visit. To us, mm-hmm. it was just another. It, to us, it was just another downtown. Yeah, you know, there okay. wasn't anything spectacular. Now they do have. If you are interested in uh, museums, and if they. Victoria is, is famous for this huge flower garden that they have. Now, we didn't do this. It's but, a botanical garden. But it's, that's their claim to fame. And I heard it was really nice. It's beautiful. But if you can't, can't see, see the flowers. Yeah. 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 It's kind of pointless. And, um, and they, they, have, they have a lot of shipping and fishing. And see, it's fun to go down and see all the boats and lots of historical homes. And it, it's, we went on a little bus tour. And um, mm-hmm. the bus tour took us into downtown Victoria, and they do have a, a small Chinatown, and it's known for being the second oldest Chinatown in the world next to San Francisco. So that was kind of interesting to go see the Chinatown. But <laughs> most, <laughs> but most of Chinatown, some of it, well, some of it is closed now because of COVID. I guess COVID knocked out a lot of the businesses in Chinatown. That was sad. So we saw a lot of closed up business yeah yeah now the unique thing about chinatown is some of the alleys that you walk down in chinatown are very very narrow narrow mm-hmm. i mean like i could hold my arms out on either side of me and touch the walls on either side wow as we down the alley so for bond people you can't get lost <laughs> that's for sure and it was neat because there was shopping in these alleys they weren't like you know creepy alleys they were alleys that had record stores and ice cream places and restaurants and but the walk through oh. was really narrow huh. 
that yeah. was interesting. <coughs> so I did get to go to a record store. That was pretty cool. They actually had albums and CDs and stuff like that. That's pretty neat. <laughs> that was so, yeah, so that was that was kind of fun. And we did souvenir shopping, you know, typical touristy stuff. And then um, after that, there really wasn't a whole lot else to do. So we just went on back to the ship early, and um, I think we went and found food. <laughs> I think that's what we did. You needed more of that. That's for sure. Right. Every day. The one thing about a cruise ship is there are plenty of things to eat. And a lot of it is complimentary. When you book a cruise, <clears throat> if you've never been on one before, a lot of your meals, all of your meals in the main dining room are complimentary. They do have things on the menu that you can pay extra for if you choose to, but you don't have to. The buffets are complimentary, and a lot of the other restaurants are also complimentary. There's a 24-hour place where you can get any kind of pizza you want 24 hours a day. There's a place called Cafe Promenade where they have wraps and cookies and all kinds of other types of food that you can get 24 hours a day. And you can buy a drink package where you can get sodas, and there's another package where you can also get alcoholic beverages, but you don't have to. Because all the tea, all the lemonade, flavored waters, coffees, juices, all those things are complimentary. So Hubby and I have never bought a dining package or a drink package because there's so many things that are available to us that were already included in the cost of the cruise that we didn't splurge for the extra. For the extra. But you can if you want to. Uh-huh. There's also there's this place called the Dog House where you can get uh, hot dogs, sausages, Turkey dogs, all kinds of things like that. And uh, that's kind of a unique place. And it's complimentary. And, oh. uh, so yeah, so that's kind of a fun thing. So there's plenty of stuff to eat. You know, And along the way, like on the pool decks and different places, there's little ice cream things you can stop off and get ice cream. And on, on sea days, when you're at sea and you just have those, those days on the ship when you can do whatever you want on the ship, they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner down in the main dining room. And, you, and it's a sit-down, nice meal. You just... Order what you want. They bring everything to you. Or you can go up to the Windjammer Buffet or somewhere like that and eat. But a lot of times we just we just skip all the hassle and we go on down to the dining room and, and we sit down and they bring all, all of our stuff to us just like you're at a restaurant. And it's really super nice. White tablecloth and the whole bit, you know. Really and that's fancy. included in your cruise? In your that is included. Yep, yeah. it's all included. <clears throat> wow. Now, on port days, a lot of the port days, they don't have lunch in the dining room. They'll have breakfast and dinner, but not lunch, because most people are off the ship on port days. But you can stay on the ship? In you can if you want, want to. to. And, the, and the buffets are available in a lot of the other restaurants, too. You know, you can you can stay on the ship if you want to. You don't have to get off at a port. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, if you like the pools and hot tubs on the ship, that the port days are the best days to go to the pools and hot tubs because they're not crowded at all on port days because mm-hmm. so many people get off the ship. It, it, they say those are good days to go to the swimming pools oh, and hot tubs. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So the Windjammer. to the restaurants, too. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the Windjammer is the largest buffet at sea. That's that's one of their – that's Royal Caribbean's thing. It's the largest oh. buffet at sea. Yeah. Which – and that's nice. But, you know, as blind people – you know, a lot of us yeah. we yeah. don't we don't we don't roll well with buffets. No, they will time. help you though. <laughs> yes, they will. They will help you. We go in there and since COVID they've added these hand washing stations and so as soon as you go in the buffet the, the nice lady is there saying washy 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 and so we wash our hands, of course, and 
And I'm fine with that because I ha- if I had to wash my hands, that means everybody else did too. So that's, mandatory hand wash. So that's fine. And uh, so, and of course, like I said before, as soon as we walk in there with our canes, someone will almost always walk up to us and say, "Hey, can can we offer you assistance?" And the Royal Caribbean folks, they are trained in how to do sighted guide, which I really appreciate. You don't have to show them what to do. They they automatically know to offer you their arm, and they know how to guide you around. And I, I think that's pretty cool because <laughs> a lot of times you have to sort of show someone what to do. But oh, rarely yeah. ever, rarely ever have we had to do that on a Royal Caribbean on the, on these cruises because they seem to already know how to do it. So one of the things that we did, well, several things that we did, after, after we left Victoria, Canada, we had several days at sea. And so several days at sea – that translates into days at the pools, mm. days in the hot tubs, oh, yeah. lots of shows. Royal Caribbean is known for a variety of shows that they have. Each ship usually has some type of Broadway kind of type show. Uh, for example, on other ships, we saw the Broadway performance of Greece. We saw um, Chicago. We Chicago, saw, yeah. We saw Greece. We saw – and it's all included. Yeah, that's all complimentary with your cruise. So, and in addition to those shows, they provide lots of entertainment. So, on this particular cruise, we went to several music trivia events that were hosted throughout the ship. They had game shows. Yep, you can go see game shows. Um, there was one game show we saw. It was called "If You Know It, Sing It." <laughs> that was fun. And there was a "Finish the Lyrics" game show. There was '70s music trivia. There's just so many fun things that you can do. And you can participate in the game show, or you can just go and watch. And it's fun. It's so much fun. There are so many places that you can go. There's like a there's a piano bar that you can go to, where there's usually always somebody, obviously playing a piano and singing. And uh, so you can sit by the piano and you know have a drink if you want to, or just pull yourself up a chair and relax and just kind of chill out. There are um, my goodness, all kinds of there's bingo tournaments that are always going on of course the boat has a casino if you're into that sort of thing um not an accessible casino so kind of keep that in mind they don't have you know um like past we've had acb conventions and stuff where they've made things accessible so you're not going to find that on a royal caribbean ship obviously but they do have slot machines and things like that if you're into that sort of thing they have a whole deck that's um, just sort of laid out for that purpose our cuckoo clock is going to go off, so you might hear that going off in the background. <laughs> but um, so there's, there are lots of activities to do, and you can pick and choose. Each day you get what's called a compass on Royal Caribbean, and that compass will tell you all the events that's going on on the ship that day. And if something changes, there is a person that is designated as your, um, what do they call him? Cruise uh, director. Cruise director. And the cruise director will come on the PA system and tell you about events that are going on, if they've added anything or have to change the time of something or whatever. And so they'll come on the PA system, and, and they'll tell you each day what's going on and different events to sort of remind you of the major things that are going on for that day. So we watched comedy shows. We watched, my goodness, so many different performances that they have going on on the ship. And Royal Caribbean is, is again, known for paying to make sure that they have all these people come on board and do different shows that, that you can do for free. There was a band on the ship called Supernova, and, man, they were 
They were great. They yeah, did. They, they played 80s music and 70s music. Oh, and, they were really great. And um, we went to, we decided we really liked them, and so we started looking at the schedule every day to find out when Supernova was going to play, and we'd always make sure that we went to, to listen at least for a little while. And um, so after, you know, you kind of sort of get to know what you like to do, and you can try different things, and and it doesn't matter what you choose to do or what you don't choose to do because it's your cruise, and you can you can stay in your room and sit on the balcony all day if you want to, or you can go out and, and do, do, do all day if you want to because there's always something to do. And a lot of the time we had trouble deciding what to do because there might be two or three things going on at the same time that we wanted to do, but they were scheduled around the same time. Like being at an ACB <laughs> so we, convention. Yeah, so we had to decide, <laughs> oh, no, these two things are happening at the same time. We have to figure out what we want to do. But we had we had such a good time. And then um, and the dinners, that was one of my mother-in-law's favorite things about the whole cruise was going to dinner every night. And we were at table 206 every night. And we had, um, Marianne was our server, and her assistant's name was Marky, and they were just wonderful. They were so good. And I'll tell you something else, as a, as a partially sighted person who has trouble reading menus and dim lighting, which it wasn't really dim lighting, but for me it was. My vision's a little different that way. But <clears throat> what they have now is there's a little plastic sign on your table. It has the name of your server and your server's assistant. But there's a little QR code in the bottom right corner of this little sign. And I scanned it with my phone to see what it was. And it brought the menu up on my phone. And I could oh. read the menu on my phone with my magnifier. I was so happy. And I turned voiceover on to see if voiceover would read it. And it did. Oh, and my. so it, it gave me access to that menu. So it, it just meant that was one less thing I had to ask for. I didn't need anyone to read the menu to me because I was able to read it for myself. And, oh, that was great. So breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you could scan that little code on that sign, and it would bring the menu up on your phone so you could read it. I was really happy with that. <clears throat> now, in the past, Royal Caribbean has always been good about when they found out that Angie needed a large print menu. They would print out the menu in large print for yeah, her. Yeah, they would do that for me, and then that was great, and I loved it. But this way was so much easier. And since VoiceOver, of course, will read the menu, that means folks with Braille displays. Now you have access to the menu in Braille if you wanted to read that with your Braille display. So That'd pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I really appreciated that. I was, I, I made sure I made mention of that on our um, our, our uh, survey at the end of the cruise. They always send you a survey of what what you like, what what did you not like, how would you rate everything. And so I made sure to tell them about that because that was great. Speaking of the accessibility things, have you ever taken um, your guide dog on one of the cruises? I have not. I, I don't okay. usually do that, especially this one here going to Hawaii because I know that that's, yeah. that's a mess. Oh, yeah, that'd so, be fun. I just, yeah, I just so, wondered. Adam had asked if, if you had taken your guide dog but at you some can. point. You can take your dog if you want to pack all the food and all your dog stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you can. That'd be a pain. But and, yeah. and they and they will provide you with a relief area on the ship where you can mm -hmm. take your dog to relieve and all that. But you know there are some situations and some places that we go that it's more hassle than a help to to take the dog. You know. Yes. Yeah. So we don't take dogs on cruises, but we know of people who have. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
We don't okay. take children on cruises either. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people will take diaper babies on a cruise, and I, I can't imagine doing that. That that would not be for us. But there are a lot of people who take their babies and their little toddlers on cruises. And there are things, there are plenty of things for your kids to do on cruises. They have a program called Adventure Ocean, which is complimentary. And you can take your kids there early in the day, and you can drop them off, and they keep your kids, and they have fun kids' activities all day, and it's all separated by age groups, and oh, it's wow. a lot of lots of fun for the kids, and they love it. And they and they have a paid service in the evening if you want them to keep your kids in the evening, so you can go out and do grown up things in the evening. Then you can. The, I think the evening service is a paid service. Yeah. But the the one during the day is complimentary. So there's plenty of things for your kids to do, but. It's just, it's our own personal preference. We don't take little kids on cruises. Now, one of the things that we love on a cruise, every Royal Caribbean boat, well, just about, I think there's a brand new class coming out now that doesn't have it, but they have an area similar to it. But there is an area called the Solarium, and Mm -hmm. we love the Solarium. It's on the pool deck. On the pool deck, and it's an adult-only area. 16 and up. And it is very much designed for you to come in and just relax. And I mean, they have a pool just for adults. This particular ship had a waterfall pool. That was neat. They have hot tubs just for adults. They have tons of chairs. And I don't know what you call them. I guess they're... They're shaped like an egg, and it's made out of wicker, and you can crawl inside this thing, and it has it's like a, a big bed. mat, like a bed. It's, you can lay in there, and there's pillows, and it's so neat. <laughs> you can read a book in there. You can take a nap in there. You can just chill out in there, whatever you want to do, and they have them so that way they're facing the windows so you can see the ocean. And they're turned around from the pools and other stuff. So you have your own little private area if you want to do that. Those fill up pretty quick. Uh, you have to yeah. get there early for those. They don't have as many of those, so you you got to get those early. But I'll tell you what. So the solarium area is six, age 16 and up, so they don't let you know kids go in there. But they do have lots of pool space and water fun, and some ships have water slides and kids splash areas and and everything. This ship had an outdoor pool area that was for families. They had an indoor pool area that was for families. And then when you you go a little more toward the forward end of the ship, that's where the adults-only area is. So they still had plenty of areas for the families. But if you wanted to have a nice, peaceful, calm area where you didn't have all the noise and the screaming children and the sometimes they have music, you know, out in the – in the main pool area, a lot of times they have music, and sometimes they'll the DJ loud. will play. Yeah, the DJ yeah. will be there, and you know. And then there are other times a day. We heard we never went to it, but they have this big giant screen up above that outdoor pool, and sometimes they would play football games. You know, if there was a ball game on, they would have a ball game going out there, and you know. <clears throat> so if you oh. like that, you know, if that's your thing, then that's cool, but. Hubby and I, man, we we love that adults-only solarium. It's so quiet and so peaceful. (laughs) So here's the cruise tip for you. In the the solarium, there is an area called the Solarium Bistro. And the Solarium Bistro is another buffet that you can go to that's separate from the Windjammer. 
not as big as the Windjammer, which also means not as crowded as the Windjammer. And you can go in there and you can eat any time of day. You don't have to be like, you know, you don't necessarily have to be in the solarium. You can go to the bistro from any area on the ship. But it's a nice, very laid-back place that you can go, have yourself a little lunch, have some breakfast. Um, supper time is a little bit different in there. You have to have um, reservations to go in there at supper time. But it's still complimentary. Yeah, still complimentary. But they just don't have as much room. Yeah, because it's a smaller place, they, they ask for you to make reservations for dinner. Just you know. So you could spend an entire day, if you wanted to, just in the solarium. Go in, you know, kind of dry off a little bit, go into the bistro, have yourself a lunch, come back out to the solarium, enjoy the pools. You could do that all day if you wanted to. You could make a day of just that. We kept our cups filled up. Like, we'd get thirsty, and we were still up there doing the hot tubs and stuff, so I just threw on my cover-up and my sandals, and I took our cups into the bistro and filled them up with tea and lemonade and went straight back out to the chairs and... It, it's just, man, it's just so nice. You know, you can do whatever you want, however much you want, or however little you want. Yep, that's a good thing. So these days at seas kept us pretty busy. Um, and then, you know, of course, there were times when we just chilled out and relaxed. And if you're going to do a cruise, we always recommend that you get a balcony room um, because you will want that balcony. That is one of my favorite things to do on a cruise is late, late at night, early in the morning, depending on how you look at it. Just to go out on your balcony, sit in the chair, Put when, your the, feet up. when the ship gets quieter, and just listen to the ocean. There is nothing like it. I, I don't. I've never experienced such. You know, it, it gives you that sense of how small you are in the world, even though you're on this gigantic ship. You know. Well, on the grand scheme of things, you're that ship a, is just a speck. Yep, you're just a speck in the ocean, and. My mother-in-law's room was right next door to ours. So what we did was, because she was by herself, so we had our cabin steward come, and there's a petition between the, all the balconies. And if you're beside someone you know, and if you choose to, you can have them open that petition. And so that way you share your balcony space with the person next door to you. And that made it, it was almost like having adjoining rooms. So we, we could go out our balcony doors and just walk through the balcony and go between each other's rooms, or we could go out into the hall and, and do it the same way. But that was fun, having our balcony space open so we could all sit out there together and hang out in the evening times and in the mornings, and that was pretty fun. And the balcony rooms, you know, these are nice rooms. These are like what you would think of as, a, well, like a small, a, hotel, a small room. hotel room. You have yeah. your own bathroom. Everybody has their own bathroom. A lot of folks, if they've, they've never been on a cruise, they, they just don't know what to expect. They, they think that it's going to be like what you see on old TV shows, you know, where you just have like a bunk bed and a tiny room with a little bitty window and you have to share a bathroom out in the hall. No, it's nothing like that. It's, it's like a hotel room. You have your own bathroom. It's a, usually you get like a big stall shower. It's kind of like a big thing. It's got a glass door. It's sort of rounded like a capsule. Our room had a king-size bed which can be split into two double-beds. Some of the rooms have beds that pull down out of the wall or couches that change into a bed, and you know, depending on how many people are in your cabin. I think the room we had can sleep up to four people, but they configured it in a way that was just, we just had ours fixed as a king-size bed. And so we had the king-size bed, lots of cabinets. 
We had a desk. We had a dresser with a vanity mirror. We had a, a TV mounted on the wall. We could watch TV. There was a sofa and a little chair at the vanity desk thing. And then down inside the cabinet in the dresser, we had our own little refrigerator. So we could bring leftovers or we could bring things to drink and we could put them in our little refrigerator. That was nice. And everybody, when you first get on the ship, you're allowed to bring some soft drinks with you. Uh, this is something that they started a couple of years back. So you can bring a 12 pack of cans or a couple of six packs of bottles per yeah. cabin. They do have a limit of what you can bring, but you can bring uh, bottles or cans of soft drink with you. And you can even bring two bottles of wine if you wish to do that. You can bring those on ship as well. So that's kind of cool. And uh, so we, you know, like we really enjoy that balcony. That's, that's, one of the lovely things of a cruise is just having that balcony and going outside. You can have breakfast brought to your room for free. It's, That's complimentary. It's continental breakfast, like pastries, coffee, stuff like that. Lunches and suppers are an additional cost if you want to do those in your room. But uh, you can certainly dial up and do room service. And, of course, that has an additional tip on there for the folks that bring it to you. But you can certainly do that if you want to stay in your room. And so that's kind of nice. We've never done that um, because we enjoy getting out and doing the whole, you know, going to the main dining room and eating and all that stuff. So we, we've never done that. But I always thought that uh, there was a charge for all three, but we found out that no, uh, continental breakfast continental, is free. Continental breakfast is complimentary. So that's cool. So you can have your morning coffee, you know. So we go through all of these sea days, and it was great. Oh, gosh, we could talk about this forever. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.